Let's go, girls. What's going on, everybody? I'm back. It's been a minute or two. Um, it's been actually quite a while since I launched my last episode of Angler's Account. Um, and those of you who are listening obviously see that the name has changed to She Does What Podcast. And I'll explain that in a minute. But I just want to say thank you for coming back and listening. Thank you for checking out what's new um, and wondering on what the direction is that I'm going to be going. So when I started Angler's Account, I was super excited and I think just so excited that I didn't really think about what the heck I was doing. Um, I didn't really have much intention. I mean, I had intention, but I didn't think I had much of a plan as to how to roll out a podcast, how to conduct interviews, how to really have just an like organic conversation with somebody that you're trying to get so much information out of, but you really want to just listen to all they have to say. It's just, it's kind of an interesting formula. Is there really a formula? I don't even know. So I could just be making all this up. But anyways, um, I found it kind of difficult to find people just on Cape Cod, Martha's Vineyard, and Nantucket that would want to talk to me about fishing. No one wants to tell you where they went um, exactly at least, but they do get excited about fishing stories. And I kind of learned, and I don't know why I didn't think of this before, but a good fishing story comes out organically. And to tell that story, people are enthusiastic. They're using hand motions. They're jumping all around. And that's what makes it a good fishing story. So how could I capture that into a podcast and share that out with all of you. And it didn't really turn out that way once I start, started to talk to people and have the conversation with my dad and Cam from Cape Cod Fly and with Janet. Um, it didn't really come out the way I wanted to, but it came out the way that it should. And the more I was having these conversations with people, the more I was learning. And I want to learn as much as I can about all the things that I'm interested in. So as much as I love fishing... I have so many more passions than just that. And the more and more I'm learning about hunting and just getting in the outdoors, learning about gun safety, learning about safety when hiking, when running alone, um, just all of these things. I I know I, I, I credit a lot of my knowledge in the outdoor world to my dad, to my brother, and to my boyfriend. However, with social media being at the palm of my hand... And looking at the people that I follow, it's a lot, if not mostly, women who are hunting, who are fishing, who are hiking, who are doing triathlons, who are absolutely killing it in the outdoor space and don't give a damn about what other people think. These are the women that I'm following and these are the women that I'm really learning from and truly inspired by. So I'm missing out on all of these conversations that could be had and to have learned from and to share that knowledge with everybody because I can only obtain so much and then relate onto somebody else. But to get it from the source, to get it from somebody who's truly passionate about something, that's what I want to share with everybody who's listening to my podcast. Um, so that being said, that is where she does what 
um, kind of comes up because a lot of people are shocked that women like to hunt and women like to fish and women like to do all these things in the outdoors. So that's where the question mark comes in. Like she does what? I hope you all get that at this point. Anyways. Um, so I'm very excited to dive into this. The first episode that you guys are about to hear is with Laura. I met Laura in West Virginia at an all women's fly fishing trip. She drove her pretty smile all the way down from Canada to come on this trip by herself, might I add. So Laura's a pretty cool gal. I'm really excited for you guys to hear our conversation. I missed her so much. So hearing her voice brought back a lot of great memories. Um, and made me realize that, wow, I have a friend in Canada. So that's pretty cool. But before we get started, I want to thank Douglas Outdoors for sponsoring this podcast. You may have heard me talk about Douglas on my last two episodes of Angler's Account um, because I've made this relationship with them where we can talk about each other and share each other's content organically um, and just spread the word about a, a product that we believe in and a company that I have truly come to admire and think a lot more people should get to know. Douglas Outdoors is based in upstate New York. They have partnered with engineers to really create top of the line award winning. They have won awards from these fly fishing and conventional rods. The things that they have done all on their own is really amazing. They've done all their marketing organically, all of their design in-house um, it's truly inspiring to see a company over the last five plus or minus years, I want to say, um, get to where they are today all by themselves and being very strategic and very intentional with who they're partnering with. And I think that's awesome that their intentions are true and they want to build lasting relationships with pros and just get their name out there the best they can um, and being genuine about it. So I can't wait until I finally can get my hands on my Douglas rod that I got at the end of the season last year. It's been staring at me in my apartment all winter long. So I can't wait for the warmer temps um, and to really test that out. I'm pretty excited. So I just want to say thank you, Douglas, for sticking with me as I've turned a page and made a new direction in my podcast and sponsoring the fishing side of things. So thank you so much. All right, well, let's just jump in right into episode one. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Yay! We're connected. We're live. Oh, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm wonderful. It sounds so, it's so good to hear your voice. I know. Finally. You. <laughs> I know. I don't know what was happening. It's so strange. I found this is like the easiest yet also kind of the most difficult way to record with somebody. <laughs> but it gives us some good quality and so we can have a, a good conversation. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. So your kids, are they have eaten. They're all set. They, they have eaten and now I'm <laughs> sitting in the car in the driveway. Oh my goodness. <laughs> It must be freezing up there. <laughs> it's pretty cold. I hope you have the heat on. I don't because I didn't want it to be loud, but I've got my mitts on, oh. my hat on. Gosh, this is dedication. I appreciate it so much. Of course, if you hear the car start, you'll know that I got too cold. Honestly, I you should you should just turn it on now. I really don't mind. Oh, uh, well, how about we? Can you hear? Like, let me try it. Okay. <laughs> 
Because it will get cold quickly. <laughs> Is that too loud? I just hear the beeping right now. Okay, we'll get it to stop. All right, how's that? I don't hear a thing. Oh, Nina. oh yeah, I hear it. Okay, <laughs> yeah, you do. Okay, now I'll again. The world does not want us to communicate today. <laughs> that one was my fault because you started going through the speakers of the vehicle. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I turned it off again. It cut off. So I was like, Oh no. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad we got this thing down packed. Yes. Okay. And the car's running. It's not too loud. Oh, perfect. No, I don't even hear it. Perfect. Awesome. Perfect. So I just want to give our listeners a little background um, sure. about how we met. So at the gift shop of Smoke Hole Outfitters in Cabins, <laughs> West Virginia. Um, I can't believe you drove, first of all, down there all by yourself. How, how, much, how far was that drive? So it was just about 13 hours, and it was actually beautiful. I had never driven across Pennsylvania or anywhere, and it was, it was breathtaking. And it was alone time, which I, I really needed. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I mean, go, go mama. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever done, like, a solo trip like that before? I have. I actually, last winter, I took off to Tomogamy, which is a small town in Ontario, about four hours from where I live. And that's where I met Sandy, who we both know. Yes. And she invited me on the trip to West Virginia. So. Oh, awesome. So we, sorry, go ahead. It was just awesome to meet other women, like like like-minded women and, and spend time with them. Yeah, absolutely. And that's my whole background for wanting to do this podcast was I mean, initially it was about just fishing and keeping the islands. And I was like, that's so secluded. I feel like if there's, I mean, after meeting you and meeting everybody on that trip, I'm like, I want to speak to all those girls again and share our stories and your guys' stories. Absolutely. Um, so I'm really excited that we finally have been able to touch base. I am too. So I want to hear about how you got into fishing. So really what started your passion? Sure. So as a kid, we would go up to cottages and we would fish a little bit with my family, but um, neither my mom or my dad were really into fishing. My brother was really into fishing in our teen years, but I didn't quite understand it. I remember rolling my eyes a few times here and there when he's showing me pictures <laughs> of fish. Yep. And then I got busy with school. And I had kids. We saved to buy a house. So it was just, it was a lot. And then... Um, we got into it actually in the winter because my husband really didn't like the winter and we were kind of cooped up and I love the winter. So yeah. we decided let's go fishing. And we both, we both came from kind of the same background where we loved it as kids, but we fell out as we were teens and young adults. Right. So once we started, we, we couldn't stop. We were on the ice every single weekend with our kids Then we got a canoe because we couldn't afford a boat. And there were five of us in a canoe. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. We had lots of snacks to keep the kids happy. (laughs) But they loved it, too. They just, they loved it. They were really little at that time, so it was a little difficult. We were paying a lot in babysitters so that we could go out and spend more time. Then we got a boat, which was much better for us. And we spend every minute we can on that boat. And every minute on the ice when we can in the winter. So we, we just love it. And as a family, we we really come together and we, we enjoy our time out there. That's awesome. And I love that. I think that 
families who enjoy the outdoors together can really connect that much more than just maybe board games inside. You know what I mean? Just oh, absolutely. So much. They love do. it. Yeah, they love it. This year we built um, we built a shack. We had a portable one. I saw that. Uh, it looks yeah. like a whole, like a house. It's amazing. <laughs> it's so much easier with the kids because we we have really really cold temperatures. Like it's minus forty five. Um, we've been on a really cold snap right now and they're happy. They're happy in there. They want to come out and play. Then they want to go inside and fish because it's really hard for them to sit still and fish a hole when it's minus 45. Oh yeah. So this keeps them occupied and we, we toss the bag of snacks in there and we get to fish longer. Oh, I love it. Now when you and your husband got married, did you kind of, when you guys were planning for kids and, um, both getting back into fishing, did you both say like, Hey, I really want really want our kids to enjoy the outdoors I really want to make sure we set aside time for that or was it just kind of like in your nature to just say well we're going outside this is what we do no both of our um, both of our parents were raised us pretty similar so we we don't really do the screen time we don't Mm -hmm. they they obviously watch tv but um, we were both on the same page with that so whenever we had our first son he was ne- never really exposed to an iPad or anything. They're just try- actually getting used to it now. Wow. And I'm seeing, <laughs> I'm seeing the negative effects of it. So we were just, I don't know, we just kind of clicked in that sense where we wanted to be outside. If it's the summertime, we're outside. We're never inside. Um, we're outside playing. The kids are climbing the trees in the backyard or we're fishing. That's awesome. And how, yeah, my, how old are the, your kids now? So I have twins that are four. And I have a seven-year-old, and then I have a 17-year-old stepson. Wow. Now, do they all, when you guys get together, have they gone to the age? I don't have children, so I don't know at what age do they kind of establish really opinions and whatnot. Do they kind of say, like, hey, mom, I want to do this um, style of fishing, or I really, like... Oh, yeah. Are they, they pretty all aware? have their own lures. Oh, yeah. They all have their own lures. Santa brought them some special oh. lures for ice fishing this year, <laughs> and those it. are their go-to lures. Um, they do lose interest quickly in the winter because it is so cold. Right. But in the summer, we're, we've got our lines tangled around each other the whole time. And they, they just love it. Like when my daughter was about two and a half, she was telling like real fishing stories of the one that got away. Oh. We just had to <laughs> laugh so hard because it was a big sturgeon. And, oh, my gosh. And it, was bit, and it never happened. It never happened. Oh. <laughs> it never happened. Why? Wow, you really got me up. yeah she would go on and on and on about these fish and it was hilarious they can identify like all the fish it's it's awesome that's so cute well spoken like a true fisherman that they just exaggerate the stories right (laughs) (laughs) she was raised well oh yeah yeah she's uh she's quite the girl um they like to play with their lures obviously more than they should but (laughs) no they've caught some really really great catches too which is so fun because they're so happy about it. That's awesome. And you just had a great catch yourself, didn't you? Um, I did, yeah. For myself, it was my biggest walleye through the ice. Wow. So I was pretty excited about that. Um, where we are on the Ottawa, the walleye are very big. Mm-hmm. So whenever you catch one that's over two pounds, it's it's pretty exciting. Wow. Yeah, I don't know anything about that species. Is it? Can you fish them? And this probably sounds like a really silly question, but do you fish them year round? You can, yeah. They do close okay. um, for their spawning season. But yeah, they're they're a great one and they taste so good. Ooh, so they're ha- actually a lot like perch. Oh, okay. 
So have you, did you take that one? Was that legal size then? Were you able to take it home and cook it? Yep. Yep. We had some friends at our shack that day. So we, we had a big feast. That is awesome. (laughs) I need to come up there and do some ice fishing. I know you guys. Oh, I would love that. I know you're trying to plan something. I really wish I want to get up there as soon as possible. It'll have to be probably next winter. Oh yeah, for sure. You're always welcome. It would be so much fun. I think that just the whole sisterhood of the outdoors when we got together was so motivating to like continue doing those kinds of things. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm not really into hunting, but my husband is. So we, we try to eat our own harvests as much as we can. Something that we're, yeah, we're really passionate about. He's, he's always hunting something and we're trying to get the fish out of the water. And... <laughs> Stock yeah, the freezer. For sure. Now, your, for sure. now your husband, I remember you telling me briefly or telling us down in Virginia, is he, he served in the military or he's active? Yeah. Yep. So right now he's transitioning out of the forces. Um, he's going through to be a plumber, which is exciting. Yeah. So he has been in the military since he was 16. Wow. He served many tours overseas and uh, he's just trying to, trying to change focus now to be home more. Wow. How long would he be away at a time? Um, it depended. The unit that he was in, they were, they were shorter tours, mm-hmm. but more frequent. So they were usually between four and six months and he would do two of those a year. Wow. So <laughs> oh, my much goodness. time for home time, but yeah, so he's got, um, 10 deployments under his belt and many, many training, that, training missions. That's so. amazing. Yeah, we were ready for a change, though. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, were you able to still do the same things that you guys did with your kids, like get them outside and stuff on your own? We were. Oh, yeah, for sure. It was really hard when the twins were little. So I I struggled a lot with that. We weren't really into fishing and he didn't have much time for hunting Mm -hmm. whenever he was gone so much. So that was kind of the turning point whenever we had this time together to to really take advantage of it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we thank him for his service. I think that's amazing. Now, that brings me to your full-time job because that is veterans. That's right. So what's that? Is that a business that you created? What is, what's the veterans yeah, so, enterprise is all about? So basically, it is veteran-owned and operated. So there's myself and three other gentlemen that are combat vets that have retired. Um, the goal of the company is to hire veterans that are transitioning out of the forces and help them along that path. Wow. So it's, it's really exciting. We do, we do have lots of civilians that work for us. They have the trades, Mm -hmm. but uh, we've, we've been really trying to, to push this forward where we can help the guys that are, that are looking for their purpose after leaving the military. That's amazing. I think that's so important. And there's so many opportunities, I think, or there should be more opportunities, I think, for veterans. I feel like there aren't enough. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're left not knowing what to do with the rest of their life. And um, we say a lot, like, we're going to help redefine your purpose, like, give you something to do, something to look forward to, get you out of the house. Some guys don't know what they want to do at all. And if they have to pick to go to school for four years, they find out when they're done the schooling that that's not what they want to do. Yeah, right. So they can come work with us, try a bunch of different trades and see what they like. Now, doing that full time and I see your posts. I feel like it's almost every day you guys are able to make time to get outside. And that's absolutely amazing. I feel like I'm even struggling with having, (laughs) having a nine to five job and not being able to get as outside as much as I want to. How do you balance that? The kids, they force me to take them outside in the summer. (laughs) 
in the summer it's not an option mm-hmm. it's like we have we actually have to cook outside we have a fridge outside because wow it, everything's outside they just love it they they don't want to be inside in the summer there's obviously days where they don't want to go outside because it also gets very very hot but no they love it in the winter right now we're under this extreme cold snap and we we can't be outside with them so wow. it's you can tell that we're not outside yeah <laughs> it's right. very trying at home right now oh my goodness I, I can imagine when you live a life of just wanting to spread your wings and be outside all the time to get cramped up because of the weather is a torture it's like I think not even it was 15 degrees and actually it was like five degrees in the mornings it's here in Massachusetts last week it was bitter cold and now it's gone up to the 20s and even still I can't I can't bear it but <laughs> what is what are the temperatures like up in Ottawa what is the range I mean so what is freezing to you so freezing to me regularly our temperatures in the winter would be we're in Celsius so mm-hmm. it'll be from minus 15 to minus 40 um once you get past minus 25 it's pretty cold uh, wow. minus 35 like frostbite within minutes of your exposed skin so the trick is though we're outside in these temperatures you gotta have good gear right. and it's sad because some people can't afford the good gear but we have to budget for that or our kids can't be outside with us that's such a good point is really setting I didn't even think of that I mean really in the outdoor space and you're thinking about all the things that you need in your pack and what you need to wear so you're not sweating but also freezing Mm -hmm. what how do you like really make that budget with having three kids a home and being able to get all the supplies you guys need to enjoy the outdoors yeah we're lucky um whenever it's birthday time we don't um they obviously get toys but our family will ask what do they need so Mm -hmm. for my son's birthday in october um, his grandma said, what, do, what does he need? And I said, he needs an, a good rain jacket because we're out in the rain. Right. So she went and bought him a super high quality rain jacket. And we sat there going, yes, <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's one thing off our list because now I can hand down his rain jacket to my other son. Right. And we're really, really lucky. My stepson's parents, like mom and stepdad, give us um his other sister's stuff oh wow that's great and they have yeah they they buy really good quality stuff as well so that helps a lot I mean we thrift shop but in the end I I do have to break the bank sometimes to buy them the best stuff like the boots a lot of the times their feet are submerged in water so we can't cheap out on the boots yeah that's something I learned the hard way when I first yeah I first got into hunting it was I was wearing like hunter rain boots and I'm like these (laughs) are not no matter how many layers of socks you put on the boots are not made for that I'm like what am I doing so I finally invested in some good waders and some good boots and you really as they last I mean you you think that people are like oh you're spending too much money on this but what you're doing outside you, you do need to spend the money absolutely so the kids I usually buy their stuff bigger yep um so then I can make it last longer that's a great tip yeah, I mean, with boots, it's a little harder because their feet will get colder quick if it's bigger. But with their clothes, I always usually buy it one or two sizes bigger. And my boys are actually very similar in size. So they can't really share anymore, which, or not oh. share, but they can't pass on to each other anymore. Right. So that that sucks. Oh, <laughs> no, forgive me. I think you told me this, but are the two boys twins? 
No, the boy. So my boy and girl, youngest, they're twins, and then my older two boys. Gotcha. Okay. Lots of boys. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm in the middle of two boys, and yeah. it was it's been tough growing up. Yeah, gotta but have tough skin. My daughter is definitely a girly girl, though. She's she wants to hunt and she fishes, but she's got her hair and pigtails and braids, and her nails are painted. Oh and... my goodness! <laughs> Which is not like me. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to get her on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they are so excited. They want me to give them a shout out. So, hello, oh, Quinn, Calvin, and Kane. <laughs> I love it. Hey, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad. Well, yeah. I wanted to ask your advice. So, what kind of like advice would you give? And we got into it a little bit, but for parents who are trying to get their kids just even interested in the outdoors, you have to like what you're doing. Yeah. If dad's on board, mom's not on board, it's it's not going to work out. You have to find something um, like, for example, my girlfriend doesn't want to hunt. She doesn't want to fish. Her husband's not really into that either, but they go skiing Mm -hmm. and they love it. So they've invested in skiing so they can get their kids outside. Um, For us, we both my husband and I absolutely love fishing. So the kids, they, they feed off that. And it's exciting. Whenever we come home from work on Friday, they call it party time. Like, it's party time. We're getting ready to go. (laughs) We get ready and they eat. No way we go. We go to the shack and they get to stay up late and fish. And, yeah, so you have to like what you're doing. If if you're forcing it, it's it's not going to work out. Now, I mean, I'm sure, like you said, the kids get kind of tired of being outside or it's too cold. How have you been able to handle – I mean, I – now I'm sounding selfish because I still don't have, I don't have children, <laughs> but of course, I mean, sometimes you're just going to have to say, all right, well, let's go home. And, but if there's days when you're having a great day out fishing and you really want to enjoy yourself, how do you kind of change your kid's mindset and be able to say, listen, guys, this is why we enjoy it. This is why we love it. You really kind of just like toughen it out. How do you tell them that? Right. Or do so we you? do, we do. Absolutely. We do. But we also know when to draw the line because my husband and I could literally stay outside for 12 hours fishing. So um, whenever they're done, they're done. There's many times where I'll have to come back with the kids and I'll let my husband stay out. Or sometimes I'll go out like tomorrow I'm going to go out without the kids and my husband so that I can have that time. Um, Yeah. You just got to give them that time. There's been many times as well. We'll get on the water on the boat and you know, they're just not feeling it. So. Right. And that's such a commitment to get out there. Oh yeah, for sure. But you just have to take one for the team, pack it up and right. <laughs> but we, we do talk to them a lot about all the things that we do to alter our lives. Like th- Monday through Friday, we're running around for sports. Yep. So um, we just explain to them, like we're at Taekwondo until nine o'clock on Mondays and Thursdays. Oh my goodness. And my other daughter does, or my daughter does gymnastics. So we just explained to them, this is our, this is what we enjoy. So let's enjoy it as a family. That's whenever we're at home, they, they don't want to hang out with us. They're playing in their rooms (laughs) or they're outside or we're all outside, but they're doing their own thing. Like right now, my, my seven-year-old is into climbing trees and he climbed so high the other day. He said, (laughs) I didn't realize how high he was until he explained what he could see. And I was thinking, oh my goodness. (laughs) How did you climb so high? What was his description? He said he could see the whole town and all the neighbors' roofs. (laughs) (laughs) That's when you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I heard his voice because I kept checking in on him because I was outside as well. 
I said, how high are you? And I'd hear it, but I, d- I didn't realize how high he was. Oh, my gosh. I guess you have a project now for the summer, building a treehouse. Oh, for sure. <laughs> he's already got it planned out. He's he's already talking to my husband about it, what kind of wood he wants to use for it and how oh he wants gosh. it made. <laughs> oh, so lucky. I never got a treehouse. Yeah. We actually we... also didn't have great trees in our backyard for one. <laughs> we only that's have important. one great tree, but he's not making a treehouse in that one. We have some... <laughs> We have some pines in the back. This is what he's been climbing. But we we actually do live in a very, very small town. So we want to get out to the country. Mm-hmm. So that's our goal. We bought this home. We were living on the base in Petawawa. And we bought this home. So we live in Westmeath. And okay. then we thought, let's let's live here as long as we can. Get our finances under control. And then we'll buy our piece of, of property maybe build a house, maybe move into the perfect house. We're not sure, but we're still here. We still have the same plan. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. You guys are committed to that too. And it sounds like where in the country you want to go, it's just obviously a lot more um, inclusive with what your passions are and be able Absolutely. to just so easily um, go outside and not have to travel very far for it. We would love to live on the water, but oh, that's ideal. A, a dream of everybody around here. So. <laughs> Now, tell me a little bit. So the Ottawa River, does that – explain that to me. Is that super? Is that close to where you are now? Does that go into a lake? How does that yeah. – So the Ottawa River is an extremely large river. Um, we're actually two hours from Ottawa, and our oh, house – okay. So I our... thought you were in Ottawa. No, no. We're about two hours from Ottawa. But this river, it's, it's extremely large, so it spans all – like a very big portion of Ontario – Wow. Um, I'm obviously not explaining this properly. My husband would shake his head at my explanation. <laughs> well, but... when you don't have hand gestures and things to look at. I'm, I'm making them. Different. I'm making yeah. them right now. In the car. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so we live um, right right on the top of a hill. And in the summer, we can see the river. So oh, we're pretty. only a five-minute walk from it. And yeah, we, we really enjoy being so close. We appreciate how close we are. There's also... In Renfrew County, which is the county that I live in, we're just surrounded by lakes and bodies of water. Wow. So if we get sick of the fishing on the Ottawa, we just go to another lake. So then you must trailer your boat and you put we it do. in different places? Yeah. Yeah. We keep it at home and we trailer it around. That's really cool. Well, I definitely want to get up there as soon as possible. I would love that. And I definitely, I just saw that Sisterhood posted Sisterhood of the Outdoors. And that's a whole other um, podcast that I want to get into about that amazing organization they started mm-hmm. um are you i saw that they posted something another one at smoke hole with rochelle and just kind of like an adventurous weekend did you see Ooh, that no i haven't seen that yet yeah so it's hiking and just i think there's gonna be some fishing camping um and it's nothing really specific to fly fishing or shooting or whatever it may be it's so it, i think it's just kind of a get together um out there in the mountains so that's definitely that something so beautiful yeah I'll send you the link for that I think that would be so much fun to get back yeah to. absolutely that would be awesome I definitely want to go back to West Virginia I want to bring my family because I've I've told them so much about it and they've seen all the pictures and I mean you just can't describe it my husband's been all over the world so he has a wow, pretty good yeah. idea of right. what I'm talking about but it's yeah it's something you have to see like I'll never forget that night up on the mountain Oh my gosh, we had the fire. Yeah. I look at pictures constantly and I 
have been t- like I too have been telling my boyfriend, my family, my friends, and they're like, "When are you gonna shut up about this trip?" It was like <laughs> one weekend. I'm like, "Yes," but it was so much fun. It was. I I came home with this big smile on my face. My whole drive home, I was just so tickled. I had such a great time, <laughs> gleaming. Yeah, I know I did too. And just all the photos that we shared together were unbelievable. They were. It was a lot of fun. Have you done any fly fishing since? I have not. I came home with a lot of intentions on getting into it. And then I kind of thought about three kids on a boat trying <laughs> to fly know. fish. Oh, and it's so true. <laughs> I said to my, cause my husband said, Oh, you should teach me how to do it. I said, absolutely. But not in our boat. We only have a 14 foot aluminum boat. Oh yeah. So <laughs> there and you have to be... stand up, right? I mean, can I have you, to you stand up? Sit. I can, I can. Well, yeah, there's lots of room. Like we have a little casting deck. But I just couldn't make that possible with the kids. It would be a lot. Yeah, I <laughs> I took my rod that I had brought down there. It was a, a starter kit that I got um, for graduation. And I brought it up to our family's place in New Hampshire, our little cottage. But again, like you can't do that on a pontoon boat. You can't <laughs> do that really in a kayak. And you no, definitely can't do kayak, it on a dock no. with a dog standing no. behind you. We have lots of space to here where I could go out and waiters and do it. But then again, like I said, like the three kids would be waiting behind me right? or swimming, splashing. And so it's something that I definitely want to do. And I've thought a lot about, I hope I don't forget how to do this. I know the motions, you just got to get back into it. Yeah, but I I have looked at some to buy. I was going to buy one when the season ended, Um, but then obviously I dropped the ball and didn't get one, but I definitely <laughs> a want fly to. rod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are um, lots of little creeks and streams around here too that people do fly fish in. So oh, great. Yeah. Now, is the Ottawa River where you guys go? Is that pretty still? What's can you wait? Could you wait out there? What's the water? I could like? right where our launch is. I absolutely could. It's uh, there's a ton of weeds though that right. grow pretty high in the summer. Um, mm-hmm. There's a pretty strong current as you get out oh, wow. further, so it wouldn't be ideal. It would be easier to go to a stream, but I could still do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. You gotta I be could committed. still make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. the kit that I got, I think it was like maybe a hundred, maybe a little bit over a hundred bucks for um, the whole fly rod, the reel. Um, it comes with nippers and a whole like a box for your mm-hmm. flies. Um, Bass Pro has them. Yeah, I've looked um, into them. I remember checking yours out, and I think it was the same that they had it at the resort, wasn't it? Maybe adventure. It was like an adventure. I'm not sure what it's called. And I was looking at the videos of us just going down the river on the tube. That was so much fun. I remember explaining <laughs> to my husband because where we live, um, whitewater kayaking is is really popular. We have some of the best um, the best spots. So Lots of I was explaining, yeah, of rapids, yeah. So I was explaining to him, like, oh yeah, we we went down on tubes, and they told me it was just a little stream, and <laughs> we got halfway stream. through it. And I'm like, we're whitewater rafting on a tube now. <laughs> we really were. There were some spots that were a little sketchy, and I was like, um, are well, we I sure? came out bleeding. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't realize that you did. I still have the scar of my legs. <laughs> really? Yeah. What was that? Just from like a like when you were getting well, out or was a rock no no whenever my tube flipped and... oh god <laughs> I forgot about that and then I got raked over the rocks the whole way 
my god ouch and someone's tube deflated oh my gosh i think two of the girls tubes deflated yeah but it was so funny we just laughed all the time it didn't matter whether we were bleeding or hit our head on a rock it was hilarious i just want to go back down it again just to find like a different route and try to navigate through it when the water's a little higher yeah i think it was maybe a little low (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so funny. All right, Laura. Well, thank you so much. I'm excited that I was we were able to connect. I definitely want to chat again about some new topics. Absolutely. Whether it be solely on ice fishing or just getting your kids in the outdoors. We'll definitely for sure. be in touch. Well, thank you for having me. It was it was lovely. All right, Laura. We'll get inside and warm up. <laughs> get out of your car. All right. All right, we'll talk soon. Have you. a good one. I feel like a woman.